Hello, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm Arby Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, three-time best-selling author, and your host today for the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. And our topic today is, what do you do when you can't remember your next word. That's right. What do you do when you can't remember your next word when you are speaking? Now, this happens to almost every speaker at one time or another. Mostly it happens to newer speakers, beginning speakers, but it can happen to everyone. And it's where the spirit leaves the body and all of a sudden you're left with deer in the headlights and you can't remember your next word. So I am going to give you some techniques on how you can practice and avoid that And then I'm also going to give you some strategies for when it does happen to you on stage. What do you do? How do you recover? So make sure you pull out a paper and a pen or a pencil because you want to write this down. All right. So let's just jump in. Now, some strategies that you can use while you're practicing to avoid altogether that deer in the headlight look. Number one is to practice one hour for every two minutes of speech. That's right. And it's what I call the three P's. So it's not just practice alone, but it's the three P's. Number one P stands for practice. Practice one hour for every two minutes of speech. That will help you to remember your speech. And I don't mean memorize. I'm not talking about memorize, but I'm talking about learning it and becoming the script. And you can only do this after you've practiced and practiced and you practice it out loud. Your lips are moving. This is not a written exercise. It is not a mind exercise. It's not a meditation exercise. It is a speaking exercise. So you need to speak it out loud as you're walking around your office with a pen in hand, with your outline in hand, so that you can jot down any notes that might come to you. That's the first P. The second P is to prepare. Prepare. And when I say prepare, I'm talking about preparing yourself for your speaking engagement. Down to what shoes are you going to wear, right? Preparing, knowing where you're going to go, the clothes that you're going to wear, the how you're going to do your hair and makeup if you're a woman and the tie you're going to wear if you're a guy. I mean, over and over and over, just lay it out the night before. And here's why. Because there's nothing more stressful than to go into your closet in an hour or the day of your speaking engagement and your favorite suit or your favorite dress has a stain on it and you didn't look and take it to the cleaners a week before. And you psyched yourself up that you were going to wear that and now you can't wear it. It's stressful. When you have stress and anxiety before a speaking engagement, that is what can begin the process of forgetting what you're going to say. Believe me, eliminate the stress. Do yourself a favor. Prepare everything the night before. All right. The last P, of course, is plan. 
plan. You want to plan out where you're going to go. You want to plan out everything. Plan what you're going to take with you. Plan putting your books in a in a in a uh, briefcase or whatever you're going to bring with you. Plan everything. Plan when you're going to leave your home. Plan when you're going to get there, and you better be getting there 30 minutes ahead of time. Plan your self your speaker introduction and make sure that you give it to someone ahead of time before you speak. All these things can reduce stress so that you can be set up for speaking success. So that's number one, the three Ps, uh, practice, prepare, and plan. So that's just number one on how you can avoid it. And that's the biggest one of the three that I have for you today. Now, number two, when you're practicing, you can always create transition statements. Think of it as a hook or a road, you know, just bridging the gap, or maybe a bridge is a good analogy that bridges one thought to the next thought. So a transition statement that will hook them together. So let's just have an example. Let's say that I am going to talk, uh, go into my meat of my presentation, and I'm going to talk about four ways for lead generation, right? Four ways for lead generation. And I'm using an acronym called LEADS. Well, I would use a transition statement that hooked my step that I did prior, which is going to be my story, to the meat, right? So what is that? That would be a couple things. One, I'm going to do problem, pain, and suffering, right? To set people up. But then I'm going to say, um, you know, then I'm going to tell people we are going to, I'm going to hook it, right? If I did problem, pain, and suffering, and I'm the solution, then I'm going to say what part of the solution to getting new clients to speak up, get clients is going to be to generate the leads. We are going to spell an acronym today. It's called LEADS. The L stands for leverage. So you see, I've got hooks and transitions to each of those newer thoughts. So that's how you can avoid it. The next one is memory connections memory connections. So you want to use, again, these are connections, these are hooks that, you know, hook them together. So if you're doing a story and your story is kind of taking you a little left field, then remember, use a memory connector to connect it back to what your topic is. And you could do this with a sentence, almost like a the transition sentence, but it's not a whole new thought. It is just a memory connector reminding you to, you know, go into the next thought. So what are we talking about here for a memory connector? Uh, It can be a person, a place, a thing. It could be any of those so that we, we want to just, you know, remember and use our memory to connect the dots. So if we're talking about, we know we're talking about coffee, then we can know that make a memory connection, coffee, Starbucks, right? Coffee, story about my dad, 
coffee story about a client that we went out for coffee. So they're just kind of memory connectors like that. And you just want to, you know, memor- you know, not memorize it, but kind of, you know, just in your memory go, okay, I'm going to remember it by this. Whenever I say coffee, I'm going to think of the time that I went out for coffee with this particular client. And then I'm going to tell that success story. All right. So memory connectors. Now, I'm going to give you some strategies for recovery. I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, five different strategies for recovery. These connectors are great. The transitions are great. And of course, you've got to practice. But sometimes, no matter what you do, you are going to forget what you're going to say, and you're going to need to recover. I don't know about you, but I've been in this business for over 19 years, and I have seen none of my students, mind you, but I have seen speakers on stage that get the deer in the headlights and they can't move forward. I don't want that to happen to you. So what do you do? I'm going to give you five strategies. I want you to learn these, have them in your pocket so that you can pull them out. Now, you don't have to use all five. All you have to use is one of them. So use use the your favorite one. And there's, you know, some that are better than others and some that you can use all the time and others that you, you have to have a prop. So let me share with what, share with you what they are. Number one is repeating. And that means repeating the last sentence that you just said. Now you're going to repeat it with power though, right? As if you mean it, as if you mean it. So you might say, uh, the power, the the power is in the speech. The power is in the speech and do it differently. And what your mind is doing is trying to get back to some sense of what it is you're talking about. Now, that's not my most favorite. I'm going to give you uh, my most favorite next This one works like a charm. But again, repeat. Sometimes I'll use a combo. I'll use the repeating and I'll use the drinking. Now, I say I, mostly it's I teach this. I don't, I I I can't even remember when this has happened to me. I mean, years and years ago, but I didn't even know these techniques. When I spoke in corporate America, there was a time I was in corporate America for 20 years before I started becoming a public speaking coach. And when I was in corporate America, one of the first speeches I gave was to 300 people. And then they were mainly men because my field was computerized accounting systems. So myself and two or three other of my colleagues were talking about different financial accounting systems. I had written out my notes, handwritten notes. Now, you got to think this was 40 years, about 40 years ago, right? So I hand wrote out my notes and I'm talking and I'm delivering and I'm talking about the benefits of this particular accounting system. And then I lose my place. That's right. I lose my place. I can't find my place, even though I'm shuffling through the papers, So finally, I just ended with, thank you. And I scurried off the stage, embarrassed. It was horrible. And I did not 
get any clients that day. Hello. Right. And I didn't get a chance to do that again because there's no do overs. And I probably my colleagues were feeling sorry for me. I mean, it was it was a lose, lose, lose all over the place. So don't write out what is the lesson. Don't write out your notes. Number one. Right. Never write them out or you become a prisoner of your own words. And that's what I was, a prisoner of my own words that I couldn't recoup. And I didn't know these techniques 40 years ago. So do yourself a favor, outline only, never write out your entire speech. This is not a writing exercise. You're not writing a book. You're not writing an article. This is a speaking exercise. So here's the next one, which is my favorite. And that is drinking. Yes, drinking. You heard me right. I'm not talking about drinking alcohol. I'm talking about drinking a glass of water. Now, when I was in corporate America, I'm, I don't know about you, but I am a front row learner. I love to go to seminars and sit in the very front row. And so here I am. I'm at this seminar and it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a software seminar, but the speaker wasn't talking about software, but he was entertaining us. But there was lots of people, I don't know, three, four, five hundred people. And so I'm in the front row and I, the speaker must have been paid at that time $10,000 because he was one of these uh, inspirational, motivational type of speakers. And he was all over the stage. And then at one point, he came back to the lectern where his notes were, and there was a glass of water sitting there. He gets the water, he takes the water in his hand, bends down, takes a drink, and looks at his notes. Comes up and delivers, continues to deliver a great presentation. Now, had I not been so close, I would not have seen his eyes and what he was looking at. Nobody else probably even noticed. But I did because I was directly in front of that lectern. And I thought in that moment, even though I wasn't really speaking, how clever that was. And I use that technique today. I make sure that when I'm at an event speaking, that I have a glass of water, my table, wherever I'm speaking from. I don't speak from behind the lectern. And oftentimes there is no lectern in restaurants and some of these places that you're going to find yourself speaking, but have a glass of water nearby because no one will fault you for going and having a little scratch in your throat and going for a glass of water. So it's a brilliant move. It works every time and it gives your mind an opportunity to remember and come back to where you are. Now, if that doesn't work, there's another technique I'll share with you in a minute. But number three is dropping, what I call dropping. And what I mean by that is creating a distraction, right? You can drop a pin on the floor. You can drop something on the floor. Just the act of a distraction could be enough to help the body and the mind to get back on track. Now, I, it's not my favorite and I don't do it because it, to me, it makes you look like you're clumsy or you could bend over. And if you're a woman, you could show cleavage or something else. And it's just not a good move. But if it happens to you and you happen to drop something or if it's convenient and, and you know, you can use some humor with it, that is a technique that also will work. 
The next one is my favorite. And this one you can use if the other three don't work. You know, remember I said sometimes you might need multiple. You might need a combo here. So if one, two, or three, if the repeating, the the drinking, or the dropping doesn't work, you can always add number four, which is asking, right? Asking. You just ask your audience, where was I? Where was I in my speech? This happens to me often when I am doing a story within a story. It's what we call a nested story. Now, why would I do that? Because I plan out my stories and where they go. But when you are free from your notes, in other words, when you're not a prisoner of your notes, when you haven't written them out, when you know your script, when you, you're, you've outlined your speech and you've practiced it one hour for every two minutes, then you're free. And you're free to share something that you feel your audience needs that you didn't plan on sharing. So oftentimes I'll be doing a story and then all of a sudden I get this thought, this intuition of another story because someone in the audience needs to hear it. And so I'll share that story and sometimes I forget the original story I started with. So you just ask your audience, now where was I in my story? And sometimes some of them will tell you, some will say something wrong, but eventually someone will say something that'll trigger it. And you just go, that's right. I just wanted to make sure you were paying attention. Voila, you're saved. So asking is a really great one. Now, the last one, and I want you to do this before you speak, during your speech if you need to, and that is breathing. That's right. Most of us don't breathe. We're so busy speaking so fast that we forget to breathe. Just take a pause. So if you forget what you're going to say, pause. Just breathe. Breathe in through the mouth, mouth uh, nose and out through the mouth. Do some short breathing exercises. You could even get your audience to do that. You could just stop and get your audience to breathe with you. All right? To breathe with you. Breathing. Great. Now, I'm going to give you a bonus. All right? Everybody want a bonus. I give you five tips for recovery, repeating, Drinking, dropping, asking, and breathing. But I want to give you one more. And that's because in my early college days, I studied theater. I studied the Uda Hagen. Am I saying it right? I hope so. It's been so long since I said Hagen or whatever. Uda Hagen? Uda Hagen. Method of, it wasn't method acting, but but method of acting. Okay. And one of the things in her book that she said, when you forget your line, is to grab on to something. The person that you're speaking with, if you're acting, uh, in this case, a speaker can grab on to the lectern, can even grab on to themselves if they need to, to touch their heart. Any kind of act like that and touch will help the spirit to come back into the body and you will be able to continue. So just pause, grab onto the lectern, grab on the, you know, yourself by touching your heart or something like that. 
and it will come back. And that's the beauty. That's why the glass of water works so well, because you're grabbing something. That's why dropping something works, because you're grabbing something. So it's a beautiful technique. Don't forget that one. So my favorites are drinking, asking, and then grabbing on to something. So those are the ones that I've used. Those are the ones that I know work absolutely to get that spirit to come back into the body so you can deliver your speech with power. Remember to never let anybody know that you forgot. Never get nervous. Never let them see you sweat. You're the professional. You're the speaker. And that's how you become a million-dollar speaker. So that's our lesson for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to put some fun stuff in the show notes. Make sure you go there and grab your freebie in the show show notes. In the meantime, keep coming back for more information, more public speaking tips, and more interviews from experts right here on the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million-dollar speaker.